0: Blackberry Jam 2. Special Places The silence and warmth of the slacks, as they were known locally, created a secret place. Behind the dunes, behind the high water mark and sheltered from the wind, they were a nature reserve and protected most, but not all, were hidden from view. She remembered the warm sand the chirping of crickets, the odd seagull arching in invisible onshore breezes overhead. There were small ponds and pools of blue reflected sky, ponds that were seasonal and the home of nutterjack toads that would flicker and run nervously into the briars and broom under the heat of the summer sun. In winter, when they walked hand in hand into the twilight darkness, to see the moon rise above the silver-crested waves of a starlit sea, they would pass along the slacks and be protected from the gales and the pinpricks of wind-blown sand that would chap the skin, blur the eyes, and tear the view of the opening tides. For it was a special place, The trees were permanently bent and twisted, as if they had turned their backs forever upon the wind, frozen in a grimace against a changing champagne of sky. But it was beautiful, just a mile or so walk from the station. The trundle of trains, the old aerodrome, the last of the captain's houses with the red brick landscape gardens, hidden cameras and expensively parked cars. Sheltered, unchanged, yet changing, a forest path, they both called it, a forest path to the spring. They would stand together, she remembered, after love and sky and cries like gulls between the dunes and look into the distance to find themselves all over again. They would look to behind the sea from beyond the edge of the afternoon sky and watch for the curl of distant smoke that would peel upwards into the haze from the curve of the hidden earth. For the sun would be lowering then sighing upon its journey, and pull the tramp steamers, coasters on invisible threads towards the land. They were tiny smudges at first, and then the masts, the chimneys, and hulls would appear until the dull throb of engines could be heard against the inrush of the pulling moon and the late rising of afternoon tides. She loved that the most, She remembered it now, clutching the glass as tight as she could against her. She remembered the dull throb of engines. It had filled her once with a longing for distances, wide open spaces, and dreams of a greater sea. She smiled to herself as she remembered him. How she felt when they were together, and how deep he was when he was within her the deep throbbing of his hard longing essence that would spread in hot waves of warmth to every sense of herself. And afterwards they would lie deliciously for long hours in the sun, long hours in the welcoming heat of sand, drinking in the perfume of each other, laughing at the sand that was in all of the places they'd explored with their lovemaking, their tongues and the long, penetrating, exploring kisses, the kisses of rediscovering again and again in the intimacy of landscapes of each other. All-knowing, but uncaring and unconcerned, they knew they were being watched. At least she whispered out loud to herself, clutching the jar tightly and staring at a hard reflection in the window above the sink, at least until we had had enough. Her eyes were like steel, ice and grey as she remembered the day that they decided to turn their skies to black.